from a radio studio on Long Island, New York. Come two diehard fans of the greatest rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else in their distorted minds, it's Brando and Scotto. And this is Appetite for Distortion. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. It is back, episode 12, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live from New York City. Well, not live, we're doing it here yeah. live, I guess. But by oh the time God. you hear it, Oh, you know what's so funny? You saying yes, that? Scotto. You saying that reminds me of, you ever listened to uh, Fighter and the Kid, their podcast? I have no idea. All right. Well, the intro is them saying, like, we are live. It's one of them. And then the other one going, no, it's not live. And that's like the whole oh, joke really? of the intro. Yeah. He's like, it's not live. Parallel thinking. Yeah. But anyway, Appetite for Distortion, we are back. My name is Brando. With me, as always, is my partner in perfect crime, Scotto. Reunited. And yeah, it's been a so while. Good. Well, for one, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas outside, I'd say. Uh, what's Hanukkah? It, it's never looking, uh, beginning the, to the look a lot, a lot like, like Hanukkah. Hanukkah <laughs> no, everywhere. it is no, beginning right. to look a lot like Christmas outside. Yes, here in New York City, it's, this is the it's first. It's starting to snow, and it's cool, man. I like it. I, I know you are like, yeah, but you know, like at least for a little bit, it's cool, and then I want to get back to the warm weather. But If I don't have to go anywhere, <laughs> I like the snow. It's when I have to travel that I don't like it. So yeah, it's actually, I believe, it's the first snowfall here in New York City. Yeah, uh, it did a little bit yesterday, very lightly. But a yeah. little smear of, of snow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it feels like Christmas time in New York. That's my point. Yeah, no, I, and I do like this season because everybody is just nicer to each other. I've, I've noticed hope, that. Yeah. I really used to be that bitter. Well, I still am a bitter Jew, but more so. <laughs> I remember, not to sidebar too much, and yes, this is a Guns N' Roses podcast. We'll get it plenty is? of that. Uh, when I was 10 years old, I said to my grandma, I don't want to be Jewish anymore so I can celebrate Christmas. And she got really upset. Christmas is more fun, though. It really is. I like. I, I do call this Christmas time at this, you know, and I give Christmas gifts. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a religious anything, but I. Good job, Jew. <laughs> I, I think of uh, December 25th around. I think of his Christmas time. I do. No, I, it is. It is. It's just a different uh, atmosphere, and I think. And 99.9 percent of the audience thinks of it as Christmas and time. Damn it. We're going to get into this, and this is what I think what ties into a lot of what we're going to talk about here. What Christmas? On, uh, um, the political <laughs> correctness. Oh yeah. That I used to be because I was younger and a lot more uh, immature because I'm a lot more because I still am. When people would say oh, "Merry Christmas" and I, I would go out of my way to correct them. Oh, well, my mom is like that. It's, it's I used ridiculous. to be. Now I don't care. I know you mean well, but we're going to get into the the politics that uh, that Axel has gotten into, that Duff has gotten into, and some of the other rock stars. Whether we we agree with it or, or we don't agree with it, not as so much as far as their point of view specifically. But whether they should be allowed to do that, or I yeah, mean, of course a, you're allowed. I'm not allowed, <laughs> but I mean, let's put it this way: 
uh, Mark Wahlberg, the actor, recently said uh, celebrities should just shut the f up. That always so happens. that that's the angle we're going to discuss. But and I remember I think mm-hmm. after the Dixie Chicks said stuff about Bush, they right. were like just shut up and play. Yeah, and, and also the famous Axel line, you know just where to shut up and sing. Yeah, from you know, sorry, you right? know where to put your just shut up and sing, yeah, which yeah. maybe may have been aimed at Slash. So fun if it is the fact that they're playing that live is just out of control. I've heard that it was aimed at Slash and or just maybe people of of shut up and sing because he's been a guy who's been known to go on tangents even though for the past few years he kind of just goes up there and plays i he the yeah the, it, like the the talking in between songs is very minimal which you know i'd be fine with hearing axel rant but i there's not there hasn't been a whole lot of it in previous years no i mean it's been a long time since we heard this he's in my ass that's where slash is <laughs> fuckhead go home yeah. <laughs> I, I added some toys. I like uh, it. But he, he really hasn't. And he, he hasn't been, he's been socially active with certain things. Yeah. Uh, you know, with animals or even with, with foreign rights, of course, Chinese democracy. But now uh, the fact that, you know, they just played Mexico and they brought out a Donald Trump pinata. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. You know, we've just both said that we're not fans of his to you know uh yeah, but I, I, it upset time, a lot now, of people now that he's the president i'm very much willing to like give this man a chance which many people aren't i, I have no I, I, tell, I look at it like i have no choice yeah i've I mean, openly said that i think he's the better option of the two you know even though i didn't vote for him not to get all political here because that's not what we're doing but no but, but um we want no, I, I I'm, am i a fan of the man no but who knows he might be a great president i you know I, who knows well i mean i'm looking at it like this and this is also something that's interesting that uh correlates to Guns N' Roses and the rock and roll world, because we talk about everything. We talk about our lives, yes. the world, but everything has that nucleus of Guns N' Roses. And I think what's important is in a, a world that we're living in that is so diversified and so angry, you're either this or you're that. Yeah. If you're that, I'm against it. If you're this, I'm against it. If you're on the other side. Uh, how What social media has created, and if you read, and I think Nikki Six today, because we're recording this on uh, the 11th, that he quit his very popular Facebook and Twitter. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, Nikki Six quit, and he's, he's off Twitter, and yeah, and he, completely. Yeah, but Six Sense, I assume, yes. still has theirs, you know, because they got to promote the radio. Sure, and show. he's still going to be on Instagram. Wow, as well, and because he is very liberal, and that would get a lot, obviously a lot of reaction from a lot of people. He is, even though it's it's weird. In the past, he said things that are conservative. He's done things that are extremely controversial in the past politically. Oh, um, I mean, of course, yeah. And I, that's what I I like that you can ride both sides of the line, and that's how I look at myself. That it's just everything pertains. I don't like being. Oh, you you believe in this? Well, I assume you're going to believe in all the rest of this that I label as such and such. So the fact that Nikki Six, someone who a lot of people value his opinion, says I I've had enough, and that's how I've kind of been a little bit lately with with Facebook and Twitter, like since the uh, election. It's just I, I want to be living in a positive oh, environment, yeah. and that's what this this podcast is about for me sure. and for the listener. We've gotten some some great feedback. Some uh, hey, we miss you guys. We actually have listeners that miss us. I mean, oh my, that's well, it's that's so a, cool. It's been a month. It's a pretty long time. I mean, I, I do feel bad because we were on a we were on a good roll for every episode to go on every two weeks and. Life happens, but um, I think we're going to continue to do this every two weeks when we can. And yeah, no, it's just 
it's I think it's the concept that it's only been twelve episodes and yeah. we've we've hit a core and we know who you are. The the listeners who that sounds creepy. Yeah, it's like we know where you we live. Know, we know who you are. Um, <laughs> either on, on on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, that we 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 hear you and we've hit this kind of emotional pipeline of people who who love this band and that's what I, I'm talking about. Where I was my my roundabout way of getting to it, the common thread of Guns N' Roses is rock and roll. You know, as I'm I'm going down and in the, in the what it came out that Donald uh, the, the the pinata of Donald Trump and Axel invited fans up to to knock the crowd or whatever they wanted to do with it. That's what he said. Do with it what you please. Uh, that no matter what you believe in, politically or religious, that there's that go back. There's a reason why you were friends with that person uh, on Facebook. There was a reason why, you know, you really got a well uh, along well with your cousin. But now with this, I'm sure. I think I'm speaking for a lot of people. Yeah. This election, I've I've had to unfollow a lot of people because it just brought neg- negative. I didn't unfriend anybody. Yeah. Well, pre Facebook, which you know you and I could still remember, and young. I had the cannot. best away messages on on a name. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, you didn't have to go every day with seeing your friends' political views on every single thing. And I used to be over the top with politics on Facebook. Uh, a few years back, and I've definitely calmed down with that because I've noticed. Yeah, I, I, I like it's hard. It's really hard to have. I wh- try to be positive. I, I I try to have a positive outlook on life, um, especially because I think you and I, working in the radio industry, there's a, there's a lot of setbacks and, and a lot of like not getting to the point that you want. That I just in life, I try my best to stay positive and I try to convey that on social media and not be this downer. And a lot of people that I there's a lot of people who hated Trump, for example, that it has become all that they post about nonstop. And it's like, dude, just find something positive in your life. This is who the president is. Nothing is going to change it. You know, when he pushes for some agenda that you're not happy with, you know, fight for it. And by fighting for it, go out and do something about it, whether it's volunteering somewhere or raising awareness for something. You know, it's this like slacktivism, as they say, of just yeah. you think you posted on Facebook and you made a difference or you shared some video. And a lot of these people share videos for things. They don't donate to the causes they claim to believe in. Right. I'd fucking do something, you know? So I guess when we speak to Guns N' Roses, what Axel has done with that, he I guess it was a couple weeks ago, too, he changed the lyrics to Civil War. I believe you brought that to my attention I saw in the that. last episode. And now doing with the pinata. And I, I go to, I, know, I was curious, I wanted to see the reaction, because I want us to be the voice of the people, of the Guns N' Roses people, <laughs> the the population of Paradise City. Yeah. Like that <laughs> uh, but there was a lot of, and I know Facebook isn't the end-all, be-all of everything, but I'm on Guns N' Roses' Facebook, and a lot of people are commenting, many of you who may be listening right now, you lost me as a fan. That I saw overwhelmingly. I mean, it, if you if they if this lost you as a fan, then you weren't that big of a fan. A lot of people with, would I say think. that too. But then, so and much, also, mm-hmm. we've talked about this. Social media. Everybody likes to bitch about everything. If you were on Guns N' Roses Facebook two years ago, it would be where is Slash? I'm not listening if Slash isn't here. You know, and and then it'll be in my ass. <laughs> That's and, and then it would be like, why is this song not on the set list? Like people just love to complain, man. That's that's what we do that's what social media is i know it's never praise of like i love you know i love the new shows and if it is praise it's very short-lived so no you're you're absolutely right so i guess it's looking to what axel did and he's making obviously a point yeah you know he's out there and when somebody posed the question to me yeah i I thought what axel did was funny to me it's not it's a pinata it's mexico it's not 
insinuating violence to an nth degree that I would take seriously if he was out there and so he gave somebody like a gun and and brought out a. a I don't think that would happen though. Or yeah. I, or like a, maybe I don't know a paintball. I'm trying to think of like yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a good safe way to do it. A paintball gun and he brought up a picture of uh, Donald Trump and it was something like real like a violent. I don't know like a really violent yeah uh, expression and it didn't to me it just seemed very humorous. Uh, but that's me. But then someone posed the question: You love Axel so much. What if he was for Trump? And it got me thinking. And because we've spoken also a lot about Kiss on this podcast that. I was never. I've never been the Kiss fan that you are, but I've always liked them. Yeah, you know they've. Uh, they have a handful of songs that I do like. They're not just everybody does. I think with Kiss, they have so many great songs. Yeah, but with Gene Simmons, and it wasn't so much political, but the things that he said, um, the comments after Robin Williams committed suicide. Yeah, and he 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 compared it to his mom who survived the Holocaust, and to me that really upset me because yeah, like, he's openly very anti. Drugs for one. Depression. He's very and he's openly conservative, right. openly capitalist over the top. <laughs> that's that's um, him. That is him. You know, and he wears that on his sleeve. And if you don't like it, it's kind of like and it, and fuck it bothered off. me. Yeah, and it, and that's something that's bothered me and has ruined Kiss a little bit for me. And, and I admit that it's not if he just kept quiet. Yeah, but I guess that's a risk you're willing to take. You had Louis C.K. go out there and he says, "I'm taking a risk," and he gave his political views. Yeah, I mean, so. I guess the question is, and a lot of people are upset at Bruce Springsteen for doing that. He's 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 very well known for being. I, my favorite thing about Bruce Springsteen is Bruce. that is that the governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, is like a giant Bruce Springsteen fan. Springsteen hates, and him. he'll go to the concerts, and Springsteen will like rant about him at the show. I know he'll be like, I'm, and I don't know what the hell's with Springsteen's voice. By the way, he's from New Jersey. I don't know why he talks like this guy is from like living on a farm on the south. <laughs> and he, he's like, I think your governor is a fat piece of shit. Trips and he's like, yeah. Maybe we, he always sounds like he's constipated. Maybe we were both. Oh. But I, but it is funny that he just like insults the hell out of the governor while he's at the show. I know. And he's like, yeah, go Bruce. Or Bono, I think, is the best example. U2 has taken a lot of heat. Yeah. And I look at, I like U2. And it's just, I, for whatever reason, I'm like, why? You don't like Bono because he wants to fight AIDS? He, he wants to cure, he's really taking his platform and using it for, for good. So I applaud him for that. Is Axel trying to use it for good? Because I would follow, we follow a lot of people on our Twitter yeah. um, at the AFD show, and we follow uh, Del James, like it was tour manager, yeah. you want to call him? He's the, the Guns N' Roses kind of- He's the man. Uh, one of the honorary members, of course, uh, if you know the Guns N' Roses in our video, November Rain, that was based in the song, uh, that was based off a short story of his- and he is very um, political and, 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 and outspoken about it, but he yeah. doesn't have the voice. He doesn't have it. So I, I look at some people like Axel, like Amy Schumer. If you want to do it, and we spoke about this off the air, that I remember, and not so much shove it in her face, you're a person. You're allowed to do that. So I don't have a problem with either of them doing it. And I guess the same thing, and I don't like him, and that's Ted Nugent. I like well, his yeah, music, yeah. but so, he shoves it in your face. Well, here's the, I didn't get to really get my take on the pinata thing. So starting okay. with that, I, personally, I didn't like it um, because okay. the for one, he's overseas. He, not overseas. He's in another country. He's in Mexico. Right. And this is our president at this point. Sure. So that th that is particular. Yeah. I mean, you know, not that I have like all this respect for Trump, but it's just like kind of whoever the president is. You go to another country, you don't talk bad about your president. It's, it's just that's that's always been the tradition type of thing. I understand. And I do think it was um, 
a little bit more over the top than he said, you know, in the um, look at the fear Trump's breeding or wherever he said in civil the, war. The fear uh, Trump's feeding. Feeding, the, yeah. The civil so this, war. this brought it to a, a new level. Is Am I going to say I'm done with this band <laughs> and I'm no longer doing this podcast? Hell no. Okay. Uh, do I think it was in poor taste? Yeah. Uh, I, Fair enough. I, a I, lot of people felt that way. Looking yeah. at the comments. Yeah. So I, with Nugent, I, I mentioned you Nugent because the thing with Nugent is it's so over the top at this point. Like you cannot be a liberal like openly liberal and enjoy a Ted Nugent concert at this point because the half yeah. of the concert is going to be him ranting about Hillary Clinton and Obama and they're taking our guns away and it's like you know he's he's a he's an amazing guitarist and now only half of the American population or or less because he's so polarizing I mean I think most Republicans find stuff that he says ridiculously offensive I mean in, in, including like the stuff you said about Trayvon Martin like he's very over the top I remember you also posted the um the picture the meme about gun control and every senator that he post that he posted had a Jewish star on them so you know people interpreted it as anti-semitic he fought back on that but either way he's extremely polarizing and now it's like if you don't fit into those political views you can't even enjoy a show like I'd be fine with him expressing his views and he's allowed to do what he wants because he's alienated that part of his audience mm-hmm. but um yeah, it is. you know what? I'll be honest. I, I love Nugent stuff, like especially that first album. But I do I, too. I, I honestly, I, I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I had a chance to see Ted Nugent for free, and we spoke about this venue for uh, before the Paramount. Yeah, uh, in Huntington, Long Island, like 15 minutes away from my apartment, super convenient. And I go to my buddy. I'm like. I, I don't want to see him. I know what he's going to do in addition to like, yeah, he's going to play the songs I want to hear. He's going to go on these rants. It's going to upset me. I would go see him too. Well, I would go see him, but here's what I was going to say. I, but I, I didn't. It I, changed my mind, and I'm not one of those butthurt yeah. people. I can get like I can compartmentalize saying, hey, those are your views. They're not mine. That's cool. Like, yeah. how do we we differentiate? Sure. Like, you fired a gun before, correct? I own a gun. Yeah. You, you own a gun. <laughs> I own the duck hunt gun. <laughs> That is the only gun that I've ever fired in my life. So we have oh, I'm different. I'm going to shot show in January. I'm going to fire a shitload of guns. But um, <laughs> no, I. Uh, but I, I just to finish one thing I was saying is I actually had a Ted Nugent shirt mm-hmm. and I stopped wearing it. Not that anybody ever commented on it, but even in my head, I was like, if people see me wear this shirt, do they think I'm a Ted Nugent fan? Or I'm a, it was at the time of this, or am I a fan of the remarks he made about Trayvon Martin? Yeah. You know, because it's now hard. it's like Ted Nugent has become, I think more people think of Ted Nugent as this NRA loving guy than as a great guitarist. And that's yeah. definitely a conflict because yeah. what he's primarily great at is he's an amazing guitar player mm-hmm. and songwriter, you know? And enough time has passed where he doesn't have. He has songs on the radio and classic rock stations, but he hasn't been out there in the public, and this is what his brand has become. Yeah. You know, and this is what's great about Guns N' Roses in the rock world, how everything is intertwined. Duff uh, wrote an article for uh, noisy.vice.com, so I guess that's kind of like an offshoot of vice.com. Okay. And obviously, he's written a lot oh, he's a great uh, writer. in the past. Yeah. Although, and I thought about this, because remember we were talking about his, uh, it's on Netflix now, his... Yep. His, uh, it's so easy. It's so easy, right? And I said I, I enjoyed it, but his voice sounded too too surfer for me. I know who he sounds like to me now. Spicoli. Oh, I thought you were you dick. Sorry, Duff. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, he he. I feel like he's talking in the same kind of logical thinking that I am about 
guns. You know, I don't have any. I haven't fired any. I, I've never been in this situation to. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually even admit that if we were ever to go to a gun range, I don't know with my physical disability if I could handle uh, a I recoil. Think it'd with fine. I would try it. It depends on what type of gun, too. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't kill an animal. I, I could tell you that. That would bother me. But you eat meat. I know, but I don't want to see how it's made. It's hypocritical. But I, <laughs> somebody else. Would, I don't want to yeah. be actively. No, there's a lot of people who do say that, but it is. It is. I like. I. It's weird. I'll I'll go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but and, and we'll get back what, to the that's, and, yeah, and, and that's what we do. That's exactly that's what we do here. That's our phrase. <laughs> but um, Joe Rogan has become like an avid hunter, uh-huh. and one of the things that Rogan said before he hunted for the first time, he he admits he became very obsessed with it, started watching hunting shows, and he said like the first time before I was going to kill an animal. I either was thinking to myself, I'm either going to be okay with this and try to hunt most of the meat that I eat and that type of thing, or I'm going to become a vegetarian or something if I don't feel comfortable with sure. this. So it's it's kind of interesting. I've also I've never hunted, but I'm um I'd actually like to at some point. I I don't know how I'd feel about it either though because it, I think it is, I'm afraid to know what it would feel like because yeah. obviously there are a lot of things with like deer, you know, the overpopulation kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it could be helpful. But for me, it, it's it's weird. It's awkward. So you know, for me, I don't have a set opinion on guns. I can understand. It may not be for me. Back and forth. So that's what Duff's article is about. And he's a real big history buff. And he was talking about uh, that. He quoted. He went to uh, Jefferson um, Thomas Jefferson's like uh, monument or whatever. And he was talking about how the the laws and the institution must go hand in hand with the the progress of of the human mind. And he goes off by saying. You know what would the forefathers think? We don't know. They w- they actually probably would want us to progress with the times. So that's kind of where his article is saying. You know, we're not going to take your guns. There's certain laws that maybe could help. You know, these uh, alter- these rifles that they can shoot. They call mass shootings wouldn't happen without them. Killings could happen. But yeah. so, I mean, he, yeah. he gives an intel in his you know uh, Spicoli kind of way. Yeah. He gives a very intelligent uh, I guess. Argument. I mean, not to get into a whole gun control thing, but like the majority of, of, you know, violent crimes are done with handguns. It's not AR-15s as they're, you know, the media tries to make it look like. It's And these mass shootings are very rare. Just that they're reported, you know, like crazy. Oh, of course, because it's uh, it's, it's, it's sensational. A big, it's, it's yeah, it's a big story, and things need to happen. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things. Us being in the media, you know, I don't believe, I mean, there are points where you can have a bias. I don't believe that, you know, people are faking news other than if it's written on Facebook and these So you're not believing Pizzagate? That whole thing? <laughs> uh, the only Pizzagate that I have is when I go on a Ninja Turtles marathon at home. That's that's my Pizzagate. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. I mean, so that, but I like surrounding myself like you. We can have different views or a band like um, even though Axel and his rants uh, they can have intelligent conversations, and that's where I am as a person. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to make a sweeping statement. So that's what I love about this band Guns N' Roses, where they, they just, the music makes you think, the, the artists make you think, you know, especially if they got, as they've gotten older, as they've gotten sober. Uh, so that's why I like this band. And, you know, there's somebody, and I want to make sure I get his name uh, right. It was somebody from. Uh, Long Island that uh, messaged us uh, on our Facebook that wanted us to compare the user illusions to the new Metallica record. Oh, okay. And, and, and I will say, man, no comparison. I mean, there is no comparison. GNR is, I, I like the new Metallica, but user illusions, those are classic albums. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just a different um, beast. It's just a different animal. 
I, and it's it's also like the era in which it came out. I've seen the footage of people lined up at Tower Records ready to get the Use Your Illusions albums. Um, it, it's just a different, like, lining up to get a CD. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. And I want to get, make sure I get his name, uh, name right. Ken Begora from uh, Long Island. We don't even know him because <laughs> we're both from Long Island. Oh, and we yeah. mentioned just quick, uh, well, my, another quick sidebar that we do here. Of course, our... Um, intro says from a studio in Long Island. We're in New York City, yeah, the heart of New York City, Tribeca. Uh, we might switch the intro at some point. We've, we've I'm, said too, that I'm, Brittany, I'm too lazy, but we're both from Long Island, so yeah, kind of we've said that Brittany could do some new voiceover stuff for us, so maybe, yeah, that's uh, that's our voice girl, Brittany. She's, she's married, awesome, yeah, she's married, fellas. She's badass, does triathlons. She does like a do she'll she'll do Rachel a, Ray. Uh, she works for AOL now, I know, but sh- she'll do like a triathlon with a, with a screwed up leg. And then she'll be like, I'm going to run another triathlon in three weeks. I'm like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> but we are in, uh, in in the city, so I guess I did want to um, mention that. So Ken, uh, who messaged us about the new Metallica, you're right. It's, it's a totally different animal. I think he was just talking about in regards as far as the length of the record. Yeah. What I love about Guns N' Roses is that they can have a hard rocking song, you know, Perfect Crime, uh, right next door to hell, and then they'll have Estranged, they'll have November Rain. It's, it's just... It's it's uh, I think Axel likened it to once like a roller coaster, ups and downs. The new Metallica hardwired to self destruct was just punch you in the face and it never stopped. And it's six songs per disc, right? Which is weird. So every song that is, is weird. long. Yeah, so they're, they're six, seven minutes, eight minutes, but they're all punch you in the face. Now you listened to it before I did, and I I I don't know why I kind of dragged my feet with it, but I did listen. Yeah, I like it. It's a good metal record, but for me. It's forgettable. I, I don't have, and uh, as we will continue, this, this is what the show is about, uh, liking it to Guns N' Roses, S- plenty of Slash solos are memorable. Of course, they're iconic. Not to say anything Kirk Hammett has done is not, they have been, but in this specific specific record, for me, forget it. I, I just, I liked it. If it's on, I'm not going to change it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it. I will go out of my way and have gone out of my way to listen to your, the Illusion record. And every Kirk solo is starting to sound very alike. You know exactly how it's going to sound. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe he was phoning it in a little bit because of the fact that um, th- there's not one writing credit by Kirk on the entire album. That's very weird. Me. Yeah. And, and I, th- I feel like he gets drowned out by these other two guys, by James and Lars, of course. And it, here's the thing. I like the album. It's a good album. I think it actually might be the best thing they've done since the Black Album. And you are in the majority. Not... You're in the majority because a lot of people say that. Yeah. I'm just not that, you know, opinions but, are like assholes, whatever. Yeah, but, but what what was amazing since the Black Album? That's the only thing. I it's... really like Death Magnetic. I really oh, right, did. See, I didn't. I know. All and right. it's we're allowed to. Yeah, this is why it's America. Because for me saying that it's the best thing since the Black Album sounds crazy because it's like, wow, that's, I think, 1991 is a lot of time. I was a little kid then. But it's Metallica, like Load, Reload, St. Anger, they haven't. Yeah. You know. But Metallica's put out a lot of stuff that I'm. Just not a fan of over the past few years, but I, I like the new album. It's good. Um, I need to listen to it some more and see if it has any, um, you know, like staying power with me. But I, I on no level uh, would I say that it matches Usual Illusion. Hell no. No, and I think he was just comparing it to just the, the length of albums. Yeah, they had an interesting marketing plan. 
I will say that. And I believe Avenged Sevenfold actually came out and said they were jealous of their marketing plan. You know, how they're just going on all these talk shows. They did the thing with uh, Jimmy Fallon. They released a, a video, like, what, every two hours uh, upcoming to the release. So they had a really interesting marketing plan. And th- no one knew the album was coming out until they released that hardwired self-destruct video. No, they knew. Oh, I knew they were making a new record. but didn't they didn't it was anytime soon. They said late. They actually did say late 2016, 2017. Okay. Yeah, they did say that, but there was no date. It still all came the, out of nowhere, that video. Song, I remember it was trending it did. that day. It did. The song came out of nowhere, yeah. but it was just kind of like, you know, when is Chinese democracy coming out? They said soon, so Metallica yeah. says soon, it'll be soon. Then all of a sudden, yes, you're right, the song came out of nowhere. Then they had a good marketing plan. So it'll be curious because, of course, one of the big things that have happened in the Guns N' Roses world since our last show is that they announced more dates. Yes, I wanted to get into that. Yeah, of this is all segueing into it, yep. all, all interweaving. So you know they sold a million tickets in 24 hours uh they're not coming awesome. i know it's amazing and they're not their marketing plan and we were talking about their plan leading up to the first announcement uh you mentioned how they were doing some slot machine stuff there were some clips during movies you know oh, about yeah. guns so they had a good marketing plan uh i think chinese i think you might have learned from the chinese democracy kind of avenue of what to do what not to do yeah i i, I you know not to say that it was a complete bomb but they could have done a lot more you know, if you're gone for almost two decades, you need to be seen in public. I'm sorry, Axel. Yeah. And even though it's not the real Guns N' Roses to a lot of people, it was a great record. It deserved yeah. well, it deserves a lot more praise than it got. And that is something we'd both agree on oh, yeah. uh, with, with Chinese I love Democracy. I listen to it all the time. But uh, it's interesting, <clears throat> and just going back to Metallica for a second, Kirk ha- it's usually Lars talking. But now Kirk Hammond has, has it seems like, Blabbermouth is like the TMZ, I feel like, of, of hard rock and heavy metal. So he comes out with a new quote every day, and now he says he's going to go out of his way to be political. You know, and that, that's and, where- And he doesn't like Trump, and you know, right. it's going to be a lot of that over the next four years, I think. And he's, I mean, there was a lot of that with, um, you know, with Obama. And it was just Not the as opposite. much for the rock musicians, though, I no, feel like. No, no, because, it, no, you're right. But just like, it's just now the other side. Yeah, it's just like we had one side. If you want to make a sweeping general sure. statement, which I try not to do, the people that were hating on Obama for four years and are now saying everyone calling everyone babies for hating on Trump, and yeah. it's the vice versa. So, it, but it's all nothing, nothing has happened yet. That's the one thing we know who he appointed. That's it. You know, it's. Uh, I, I think people are like rushing to judgment based on his campaign rhetoric. I understand. Well, that. there's a lot of reasons, but you know, we'll, we'll leave it up to your your yeah. soft rap and your Andrew Wilkow and that kind of stuff. But we want to just say with the people that we like because we're both Metallica fans is it going to bother you now that you no. know you said that it turned you off a little bit with Axel you're okay with uh, you're still I a mean, fan just, with it, Kirk Hammett no, it, in no way though does it make me any less of a fan of the group I think that's ridiculously but, silly because you are but, smart yeah and or, also or, or, or logical thinking and a I'm lot of people aren't like that I'm die hard though too with with GNR especially like Axel can't really do any wrong with me as what long if he as had like a, a Jared from Subway scandal would that do it oh uh, yeah okay, that, <laughs> that would I want to see I, what the line I is still okay. feel like I'd have to listen to the music though like you know it's the same way that people love like Roman Polanski and stuff I deleted like that one Lost Prophet song off my iTunes oh yeah I heard about that, that. that I, I, you know if you don't know about it read up on it and, you, and throw up yeah uh, but it's just it's it's very interesting that you know that they're so outspoken uh, now. And uh, my friend, who is friends with uh, Richard Fortas, so you know how invasive Facebook is. You see people's statuses that you're not friends with because somebody you like, somebody you're friends with, like their thing. So I saw Richard Fortas's uh, status on his personal Facebook. He 
uh, posted uh, uh, the comments about or oh, what Axel did or what Duff his article did. He's like, I'm proud of my bandmates. So they seem to be all in. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if Guns N' Roses got back together? Not for the money, because I think that's what actually uh, did. Fortis say that it was someone. It was one of the, somebody in the camp that said they can get back together for the money. Oh yeah, I think it was Fortis. But it it would be for like some sort of political. Hey, we all hate Donald Trump. <laughs> Let's get Guns N' Roses back together. Yeah. So thanks, Donald. Like yes, you made rock and roll great again, if indirectly, I guess. <laughs> but obviously, I, that that's probably very very far fetched. Yes. Uh, but that's. Still cool that they're showing this solidarity as a band because that's how why another reason why this band is so popular because they were a gang. You believe them, you believed everything that they did uh, out there. Where there a lot of these bands in that time that we spoke with with Stevie Rochelle about, uh, they help. They weren't. It was like an act. Yeah. Uh, but Guns N' Roses is not an act, and it's showing you even as older guys, it's not an act. And now they. They may be more verbal. They may be more mature to talk about it, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how successful their first uh, tour was, uh, reunion, and now with you, you can right now it's a success, just selling them the amount of tickets they did. And of course, oh the trolls are online. Oh, I bet those are bots. Oh, I bet those are scalpers. Shut up. Yeah. Like, like your life. So. Anyway, getting into tour dates, though. Yeah, not near us. Yeah, well, I was going to say the interesting thing is they're hitting, like, those secondary markets, Hershey, Pennsylvania. and That's what Stevie Rochelle said. He called it. Yeah, upstate New York. Yeah, so he did. Shout out to Stevie. Um, Yeah, and I don't think I'm going to be going to the Hershey, Pennsylvania. Not that it's, like, out of the realm of possibility for me to say... Hey, I'm going to drive this far out because I've I've certainly done it before. You just came back from South Dakota for docking. Yeah, so... I actually think I'm going to do M3 Fest, which is the Rat Reunion and um, okay. Winger and you know all that stuff. The fake docking. Oh, I have. Uh, um, I'll give a shout out for uh, a band that I know that's on that bill. Uh, oh yeah, they're called Station. Okay, they're around our age, so 30s, and they sound like a power um, metal band, like a, a hair metal band. So anyway, and they're I'm, really good. So I'm, uh, check them out. If okay, you can. we'll do. Um, <laughs> You're like shut up, Randy. No, no, no. It's cool. I'm just. I was going to say. So I. I think like of my big travel that I'm going to do in uh-huh. the coming months, that'll be it because I feel convinced that Guns N' Roses are coming back to New York, New Jersey. I feel yeah. hopeful that they will. Yeah. Uh, maybe as the time gets closer, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to Pennsylvania. I got to go I'm see this. Same page. It's always possible. Uh, I feel like if there was some big incentive to make me go there, I would do Like if yep. I knew that Steven Adler was going to be there, yep. I'd be there. Yep. If I knew that Izzy was going to be there, I would be there. Yep. If this is going to be pretty much the same show as New Jersey, I can wait. It could be interesting who the opening acts may be. If it's Skid Row, I'll be there. And we will shortly get, <laughs> talk about Baz, but they did announce, and this is a show that I would go to if you really want to travel, uh, their shows in Japan are going to be uh, uh, opened up by Baby Metal. Okay. You know Baby Yeah, Metal? I know of them. I don't know like the songs, but I know of them. It's pretty They're crazy. just like, I think there are three uh, Japanese girls that, that, that sing in that style yeah. of just Japanese music, but like hardcore heavy metal like instruments yeah. in the back. And it's it's really interesting. And you see people like, uh, they're getting endorsed by people like Rob Zombie and, you know, the metal community likes them. Of course, they're very, they could be an easy target because they're so different and yeah. so weird. But that's a band I may want to see. But yeah, uh, Skid Row. Well, are they going to get back together? That's what we were hoping on, uh, hoping on uh, last time. I mean, I was happy with Lenny Kravitz, but I, I want, you know, our, our boy Baz. Savage animal! <laughs> I want him to... I like the new soundboard, man. It's thank you. I'm, we're going to keep adding. I yeah. want to add some production value to this show. Yes, I like it. Uh, 
so I was watching, and we'll get into because it came out after he did this Facebook Live, and we're, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about it uh, on Facebook itself, but all of a sudden I'm getting all these alerts by everyone who does a Facebook Live, and it's just unless you're like a hot chick. <laughs> Making grilled cheese and nothing but a hockey jersey and going to invite me over after your Facebook Live. I don't care. I don't care. No one I'm friends with. I love you. Yet we're doing a Facebook Live after this, which you insist on. Because we have a point. Because we have. (laughs) We do? I don't know. uh, We're not a hot chick at a hockey jersey making grilled cheese. Our our point may be dumb, but we still have a point because we have a show. Yeah, there's a point because but when my friends do it, it's just about something mundane. It's a, it's just a a live video version of their status they would not have cared about. Yeah. I'm sorry, don't none of my friends take that personally. You don't know if it's who it's directed at, but I saw Sebastian Bach was faced uh, and was live. And I was like, oh, this just started. Yeah, that's worthy of watching. I, I got to watch this. And all he's doing is signing books. Okay. And I'm like, I think he's funny. You know, he's a funny guy. I mean, I, I've i always been a fan of Skid Row and himself, and especially after that that whole uh, show on VH1. Savage animal! <laughs> with with te- the aforementioned Ted Nugent yeah. and, uh, and John Bonham. I can't all- believe how long ago that was. I know. When I got that clip off it, I was like, whoa. What is it, 10 years? It could be something like that, yeah. It was yeah. a very funny show. So I'm watching it. I think it might be more. It's, I, I probably, I, w- I, w- I would look it up if I care. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I, it, it was a great show, but I saw so I'm like, I want to watch him, see what he's talking about. Because, oh, what's funny is, I, uh, as we're in the iHeart Radio studios right now, because this is on the iHeart Radio app, I took off last Monday. Sebastian Bach was in the, stu- was in the house. I, I didn't know. Yeah. He was being interviewed uh, by um, Jonathan Clark on uh, Q104 right here in my building, right down the hall. And I got picked up because I think that's when he was talking about he's having some gripe with Michael Sweet, which is so funny because Michael Sweet, he seems like a sweet man. You know, he's he wears his Christian uh, faith on his sleeve. I read his whole book. It was good. I You know, I don't care. I mean, obviously, you know, oh. be, being a, what's that? One sec. Just, no, go. Please. Stall? No, I'm going to keep this I'm in. You something. All right. No, you could do that. So uh, with Michael Sweet, obviously me being a Jew, and I, I, I say that uh, I'm a Jew. What are you showing me? Michael Sweet, uh, you have a striper keychain. Well, that's cool. It's a hell with the devil. I had a Ninja Turtles keychain like this. I made shape. James Moreska get me that at the show uh, at Rock Nation Radio on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you're never going to. That is the coolest looking keychain ever. It is. You're, no one's ever going to pick up your keys by accident. Yeah. His striper uh, keychain. That's awesome. But obviously, and I'm not even like a practicing Jew. I'm more of like the culture than the religion. How does this come up every show, goddamn? Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Good job, Jew. Sorry, uh, <laughs> because it's part of like who I am and half of what you are. I guess. Uh, so it does not ever come up with me. I still, <laughs> what do you, what do you want? Uh, but I still respect him as a person. I, I read his. The after, how he handled the Sebastian Bach thing, I thought was very professional, but Sebastian Bach is just hilarious. So I'm, I'm watching him you know, talk about making the book. He's, he's signing all these... I think it was in a Barnes & Noble here in the city because he was doing a show in Brooklyn that night. And his wife is there who looks oddly like his old wife, which is really She's weird. hot, man. I, saw I know. Her at, so was his I, first wife. I was at the... But um, they look the same. As uh, I didn't get to mention on the show, but as you know, I, I was at this, the last show in Poughkeepsie, and I saw his wife there filming the show oh, with, yes, with yes. his kid, who his kid is like up on the bar, dancing around, like acting like he's the front man. It's really cute, man. How old was the kid? Because the other one... He, oh, the kid's probably like six. Okay. Because he had another kid, and this is what I was trying to get, because I'll get to this point, which has to do with Guns N' Roses. Uh, that he was answering questions on Facebook Live, like his 
uh, editor was there reading the questions while he's signing the books. And one of his kids is in some like uh, heavy metal band. And he's like, I forget the name of it, but he's like, it was like, that name is so stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Savage Animal. Savage like, Animal is great, though. I know. It I sounds know. sounds like a. I kept trying to type, like, what about Savage Animal? He didn't respond. But he did say this. Uh, somebody asked, he's like, when is Axel's book going to come out? So the voice you're going to hear is his editor uh, talking to Sebastian. And I want to get your reaction. One person says you should tell Axel to start writing his memoir. He already did. Have you read it? No. But I, <laughs> Is it locked away? No, but I remember when I was on tour with him in 2010, I was like, I'm going to start writing a book, dude. <laughs> <laughs> because have you started yet? I go, well, I got, you know, a you know, chapter or two. <laughs> I go, have you started writing yours? He goes, yeah, I got like 40,000 words or some, oh, some, wow. some crazy number. But who knows if it'll ever come out? Who knows? I think that's that says so much, and I've always and I've said this before. I'm such a fan of Axel's writing, even where it was when it was a gut punch when he wrote that letter explaining why he wasn't going to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's just a brilliant writer, so you don't write that much yeah. for it not to come out. Like Chinese Democracy, it will come out at some point. But what's your, is that your first time hearing it? Yeah, I. What, what are your I'd, I mean, I'd be like the first person in line to buy that book. Yeah, me too. I actually really want to read Sebastian's book. I'm, you know, I'm reading like so much, and I, I take a while just because I do other things, listen to podcasts. Yep. It's like currently, I'm reading Brian Wilson's book from the Beach Boys. Okay, sure. I love the Beach Boys. I just saw, I uh, finally just saw the movie, Almost Mercy. I've never seen uh, it. Love and, love and Mercy. I've never love seen it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting, and actually made me want to see more because it only gave a glimpse. Into his life. I have a feeling you'd like the book because I'm about a third done and it goes very much into his depression and you know how he still lives with it day to day. Sure. And that's his, important. His anxiety to me. about getting on stage. Sure. All that stuff. How he still has anxiety like before he gets on stage. He you know, for a period of time he just wanted to be in the studio writing songs, didn't yep. want to perform live. Uh -huh. So yeah, it's cool so far. So my point being like I gotta finish with this, I'll eventually get to Sebastian's book. I will have to say though, that John Miller needs to get that uh, his documentary yeah. Young Axel before the book comes out. Or, you know, it depends. From uh, what it sounds like, it's been taking a very, very long time and we'll and see I, if it ever comes out. I, I don't blame him, but from what he's said on the air and, and off the air, that he's really worked hard and this is a, a quite a project and it's it's very difficult. But And it's probably the same thing for Axel writing this book. But at least now we know from Bez who is kind of like his uh, Jimmy Hart, Mouth from the South, kind of just representing Axel at times, uh, wrestling reference, uh, that he he has stuff written down. And it's going to be int very interesting because I, when people, you know, reading the stuff about Axel online, especially after the, the, the Trump pinata stuff, which I can understand, especially from your point of view, respect the office, you know, if you don't like the person, respect, and I, and I get that. But the people who are still calling him an ass and this and that, yeah. I'm like... I don't know what it's like to be a person who was molested when he was two years old, when you're two years old, and Lord knows what else he's been through. Is it is it an excuse to be a jerk? And I will cause, uh, say this, too, because Kanye West just recently canceled all his tours. Uh, Which Sebastian Bach has commented on. Oh, and he yeah. did And he did rant about it at the show I was at. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and you could do that. And I was the same way. I'm like, really? You know, not only did Dave Grohl, but Axl Rose, who was the king of not showing up, yeah. showed up with a broken leg and was doing his thing. But when it came out that he may have had a mental breakdown about his mom, for somebody who also, because I unexpectedly lost my dad, and sometimes where that comes up, yeah. I'm like, you know what? 
I kind of I empathize him for a, a little bit. So that's where I am with Axel with this band. Like I can empathize a little bit with certain people are going through what Dolph is going through. He was killing himself through drinking. You know me, I've had my addiction. It's been over a year now since I've drank. Uh, that I, I empathize with that. I love what Adler. I mean, my God, he looks in every picture so healthy and so good. So I mean, I, I love seeing this stuff and what this band represents to be this band that they all could have easily died. Yeah, you know. Uh, they could have been like the Motley Crew, where you're just waiting for them to die. I mean, the fact that they've all survived thus <laughs> far is still a miracle, and they've all matured. And, mm. and I, I don't know about Vince Neil. Vince <laughs> Neil, he's uh, I know he's. he's I don't know say he <laughs> He's still alive. He he hasn't committed manslaughter. I think it's been the anniversaries of Raw. Uh, he did apparently drag a woman by the hair at an airport, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I consider that growing up. I, I, I don't know. With Nicolas Cage hanging out, yeah. I mean, this is a weird, weird world that we live in. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I would love to see. Uh, I mean, if Skid Row. I liked the rumor, by the way, about Vince Neil possibly playing. The inauguration of Trump. <laughs> that would have been hilarious to see. And he's like, I agreed to it before I even know who's going to win. And the next thing I know is like, I'm not doing it. Okay. Can you imagine that? What would, like, what would he sing? What Motley Crue song would he sing for Donald Trump? I'm just trying girls, to. Girls, girls, yeah. girls, girls. <laughs> Grabbing puss, puss, puss. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. So, I mean, I keep thinking like it's going to end up being like Ted Nugent or some country star like Toby Keith or something like yeah. that. Oh, and there's something, uh, let's see something else you want to say, because I want to mention, we can bring it up later, too. Uh, that stupid article that you had sent me uh, about Guns N' Roses versus oh, Nickelback. Yeah. Do you have that? I don't know. I uh, I have my phone over there charging, but I think if you Google like Nickelback versus Guns N' Roses. Did, did we post some, that? Because I, I, I'm going on my I don't know, but some, I don't think we did. But yeah, some guy wrote an article, I don't even remember for what, about why you should go see Nickelback instead of Guns N' Roses. So fuck that guy. Yeah, this was, um, and th- this really correlates to everything that we've been spoken about, uh, we've been talking about, uh, that was with, like why Nikki Six got off Facebook or and, and Twitter. And it's the trolls that are out there. And wh- how I look at it is because it really it upset a lot of our the Guns N' Roses fans. And oh, by the way, quick shout out to uh, I like the group that you invited me into. What is it oh, called? Oh, yeah. The, the Facebook uh, Guns N' Roses group? I, you'd have to Not check. in this lifetime I think Guns so. N' Roses group, whatever it is. Uh, so I look at it and it upset a lot of people there. I look at it and I saw that before you sent it to me. I'm like, this is somebody who wants clicks. And it's a smart way to get clicks. It's not... Five reasons not to see Guns N' Roses. Five reasons to see Guns N' Roses. It's five reasons to skip Guns N' Roses and see Nickelback instead. Now, what's the name of the guy that like on Softrep we do Throat Punch of the Week? So uh, I don't know what our equivalent I think, would be. But. And I, I, we want to talk about this too because we want this to trend uh, uh, us. We want to talk about this because I think uh, I, at least me, me probably more so than you, I'll get angry at somebody. Um, we were like maybe call it get in the ring. Yeah. But I, I had an idea for you know a, a talk show once for a past radio station. Now I wanted to do something similar called the uh, the serotonin send off. Somebody who needs to be medicated. Well, so we'll come up with a name. So we'll we'll come up with something. I just think this guy needs to be punched in the face, not medicated. Yeah. No. It's it's, it's something where we're gonna come up with a bit. So what's uh, his name? What's the name? Because you have it up there. The name there. is uh, Corey Zurowitzki. All right. And this was on you, CityPages.com. You are a douche. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you're saying yeah. that you should see Nickel, but you know what? Actually, I, I will say to his credit, I guess I've heard Nickelback is a very fun live show, and I I don't find that hard to believe. Apparently, Jerry Cantrell will like come out at Nickelback shows. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, he's a fan, believe it or not. 
So, I, I, I mean, there's certain... When I try to explain to people why like Poison is fun to see live, they're like, "Oh, it's stupid." They're great. Like, they're great. Yeah, they're fu- like there's certain music that's fun, and I bet you Nickelback is a fun live I, show. I don't think you. I think you were still in uh, in high school because you're younger than me. Uh, my freshman year, Hoff University, Nickelback played. Was, oh, really? It was Nickelback. <laughs> it was Saliva. And, wow. And Default. They played. Like this, it's usually like a, uh, a cafeteria for Hofstra. Kate and Willie's. <laughs> so this is way before Nickelback this was, was Nickelback. This is when they first broke with yeah. How You Remind Me. And Saliva had Your Disease, and, and Default had, um, oh my God, Wasting Who My Time. Who remembers anything but Wasting default? My Time. Okay. <laughs> it was a good song. Shut up. It was, it was, it was, respect the Canadian bands. So um, Are they all Canadian? I don't think Saliva is. Oh, all right, because Nickelback, yeah. Yes. Canadian. So I like that first record that was on that, uh, you know, How You Remind Me was on and Too Bad. And I'm like, that's a good record. They, for whatever reason, they've become like the winger of a new generation where they're not a bad band. Well, Creed gets a lot of crap. Creed did too. And I love Creed. I have no problem with Creed as well. <laughs> I, I've seen Creed. I saw you mentioned Jerry Cantrell. Yeah. I saw Jerry open up for Creed at the Nassau Coliseum. Wow. Uh, it was a great show. It was a great show. Uh, so this article comes out, and for me, it's just, if he believes it, he's, an, he's a, a tool, uh, but it's it's good click, uh, clickbait. So I'm going to read you the first uh, one. Here's why. Nickelback is loyal to the Nickelback brand. First of all, the Nickelback brand, like that's like <laughs> an oxymoron. Like, what is that? It's I don't like the I RC feel, Cola I, brand. I, I picture like Walmart moms. <laughs> like, is that who goes to a Nickelback show? I would think. I guess. But you know, like, Tiger Woods went to a Nickelback show, which was very disappointing. Really? Yeah. I remember like in the heat of all his, you know, sleeping with tons of women thing. Yeah. Uh, he was spotted at a Nickelback show and he was like, yeah, I just wanted to rock out. And I, I remember people were even posting, they were like, his biggest crime is not sleeping with all these porn stars and uh, Perkins waitresses. His, his biggest fault is that he went to a Nickelback show. Perkins waitresses. Oh wow! Perkins. Well, remember one of them was a Perkins waitress. It was like porn star, porn star, porn star, oh, porn star Perkins that. waitress. Oh, I didn't even know yeah. that. Wow, that's 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 hilarious. <laughs> he wanted like some regular girl in there. I I, and also, I remember, and and uh, those you know you listening may remember there was. Uh, I, I love sometimes these trends on Facebook that happen that are just so stupid. Uh, one was like, can this uh, pickle? This page about this pickle get more likes than the uh, Nickelback fan page, which had a million likes. Oh, yeah. And yes, there was this page just with a picture of a pickle that got more likes than Nickelback. So things are funny. So he goes, um, I can defend the flutes and Axel jumping off an aircraft carrier and swimming with uh, porpoises as he does in the Estranged Music video. But Axel's actions recent in recent times have been the stuff of rock sacrilege for other reasons. He's His uh, ruining... Shoot to Thrill and Thunderstruck is ACDC's imposter frontman of 2016. This guy needs to get thrown. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to oh, go through the guy. rest of it because and he's just like, it, I don't want to give this guy so much attention. But I want to get that's what he's looking for. He's an attention whore. I want to get, I won't maybe get into it too much, but I want to just give the bullet points because of the attention, but because it, it's ridiculous. First of all, ACDC was amazing, one of the best shows ever. He's doing a great job. So you're a douchebag, and he's talking about how other people filling in for the other bands, what he's, and that's what a lot of people did talk about him ruining, ruining the GNR brand. But that's still not a reason to see Nickelback. Who gives? A, it's the original Nickelback. Nobody cares. <laughs> Fist yourself. God damn it. All right. Then he writes this. GNR has not aged well. All right. First of all, Duff looks better than he used to. Slash looks the same. 
Uh, and who else are you going to talk Slash about? Slash is actually jacked. He's got like he's got a little bit of a, of a little pot belly. Yeah, he but, does. But he's but, but he still looks good. But his arms are huge. Actually. Right. And then he goes. Have They're you ever, older guys. It is what it is. Right. Have age. you gotten a chance to listen to online audio bites of Axel's voice over time, which we've spoken about? And but. Now he sounds better than ever. Right sounds now. great, yeah. and he's gotten praise not just from us who may be biased, no, including the Vinnie haters. Paul, yeah. Vinnie Paul from P- Pantera. Who but even any- even haters, even people who really didn't like the Chinese democracy years, are coming out and saying this band is great. And uh, you know we've we've covered all this. Yeah. It, so and, and right. So we we talked about that yeah. before. And then now uh, he goes on to say Nickelback are better people. Shut up, dude. Like, better people, you don't know them. And all, you know, it's funny, you, you look at a lot you of- You might know them, he's a writer, but- But you look at a lot of Chad Kroger's, like, songs, and everything, he has so many It's So Easy kind of songs, where he's just talking about, you look something better in your mouth. You know, that's the title of a song. And just, like, you know, really just getting into it with, with women. So, who knows how he treats women and how other people. So, I mean, that's just BS. And here's something else, too. We were talking about political stuff, and this is something that I saw a lot- on the Guns N' Roses uh, thread when they posted about the Trump thing was uh, quoting One in a Million, okay? I think it's a great song musically. Obviously, the lyrics involve the N-word. They involve the F-word, the slur for uh, homosexuals. I just don't want to say it just because I, I, they're buzzwords. Because you're a social justice warrior. We know. Social justice, one, two, three. <laughs> no, I try to. I try to be... Conscious, like I a time you, and place, and now yeah. it's just uh, to, to use a, a word right now for me that invokes strong emotion. There's no reason. The, to. the song is so old; it's you know. But for me, I was on the interpretation that yes, he used those words. Slash wasn't cool with it, but he's saying, "Here's me, and I'm going to the nth degree with how I feel about this. I got to use these strong words to be like, where am I?" You know, I don't think he's saying I hate gay people, I hate black people, because he doesn't. Yeah, we've gone over this, dude. I, so this I, is I something feel like we're giving this guy's article too much attention, but but it's 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 out right now, and I just want to say, yeah. it, you know, well, if anything, we'll call this guy out. Maybe we'll get him on the show to explain himself. Uh, he also says he might be a nice guy for all I know. Maybe uh, it's <laughs> he hum- just doesn't like GNR. No, it would it, happen. It's possible. It's humanly impossible to take a modern day Axel seriously. And he's just saying, you know, the way Axel used to dress, and he was look badass. And the way Axel dresses now, I mean, he's a little bit better. He has another cornrows. He, you know, he got rid of that porn stash, the Hulk Hogan, uh, Fu Manchu, whatever. But he still has it going on. Yeah, and bit. I think he looks cool. And now he's just saying, you know, does he currently have the stash? No, he doesn't. No, he's just clean shaven. Yeah, clean shaven. Uh, and then he goes. Uh, the last one is only for the five reasons. For the love of Stephen Adler, you must not. And it's just basically saying that he wants Adler back in the band, and that's not a reason to see them. And again, yeah. Nickelback's core players. Who gives a shit about core players? Nickelback! So I, stupid! I, I've seen Nickelback see Guns N' Roses. So <laughs> like, do I really need to say that? We're coming up on an hour. Um, could I mention two things? I wanted to mention two recent shows I was at. You're allowed to say whatever Okay. You want. No, because I just it's know we're wrapping show up either. here. Um, Sebastian Bach, I didn't really get into it, was awesome, dude. It was a great show. He still kills it live. I had to work that night, I think. Yeah, and I saw him recently at BB King's. Actually, when we first started the show, I saw Sebastian Bach, and then I saw him now. Um, I left that show early. I just was feeling kind of out of it. He didn't sound... Totally on point the night I saw him at BB Kings. He sounded great at um at Poughkeepsie. Okay. He might not sound as good as he did like five years ago, but you know, he still has an incredible voice. Uh 
I don't like the fact that they start the set list with um like a few covers and he starts with like a song he did on Gone Country. It's like, dude, start with some Skid Row or something. <laughs> oh, but didn't he, you tell me like who opened for them? Uh, a extremely hot chick named Rachel Lauren. You said that there was a Skid Row. Oh, well, I think they usually do Skid Row covers. Their name is Big Guns. Um, but they they apparently do other covers. But they I didn't I got there late. But from what I hear, they didn't do any Skid Row songs, which was good. Oh, because you said like I just saw a Skid Row band open up for Sebastian. No, no, no I, said, I, like, I said why are they opening? Oh, but okay. No. Uh, okay. But the chick fronting them, who doesn't usually, I guess they kind of mesh their set together, is this girl Rachel Lauren. Uh, wearing a very revealing outfit, and she is sexy as hell. So, all right, she was awesome. We got to get her in studio just just so I can look at her. <laughs> just to look at just her for that reason. That's not creepy at um, all. <laughs> she was hot as hell, and and had a great voice. So I'll I'll give her that too. She had a great voice. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the show itself, I I would have liked to have seen them start with some Skid Row hits. It was not a greatest hit set per se. Like they mm-hmm. didn't do Slave to the Grind. I was wow, surprised okay. by that. They did the rest of the hits. They did some stuff off some race yes okay um they did stuff off some human race um and did some solo stuff uh but he sounded awesome and then the big um highlight was that he brought up the original drummer for skid row yes 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 and he made the comment that there's been a million people who claim to be in the band skid row they're all hacks they're all hacks uh, yes. You know, and he, and he named the original guys. He was like, "That's it. These are the original guys, mm-hmm. and that's the band." Um, and people were like, "Oh, he put his foot in his mouth." I don't think so. Even our friend Stevie Rochelle, who's not a fan of Sebastian on a personal level, wrote some headlines that were a little over the top. If you were there, I don't think he said anything crazy. He just said, "These are the members of the band. I'm the original singer. It, it this sounded, is the original drummer. It is what it is." It kind of sounded like what Steven Adler was saying for years that this is Guns N' Roses. This is it, and. You know, that Steven Adler's had to play nice, and he's been quiet, and he's been allowed back in the band. So, uh, you know, at least on a part-time basis. And we also put out a, a photo that Frank Farrar, uh, is that how you say his last yeah, name? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I've heard Axel call him Frank Farrar, Ferrara, even though it looks like Ferrer, kind Ferrer. of. But I've heard Axel say Ferrara, so that's call what I've gone with. Double F. Yeah. So he put a, a picture of him and Steven on the bus together. And that's so cool. Yeah. You know, that they've been so welcoming. And Frank seems like such an awesome awesome guy you know and he fits the the, the the mesh of that band i think really well yeah he's the man uh so it just sounded like steven adler's but you're right when you're there you just don't know in these articles so that's something we want to peel back the layers of you well know. you can see the, the videos up i you know it's sebastian bach likes to he lets his opinion be known yeah but it was awesome and as i always say like these 80s bands whatever you want to call them hair bands you know skid row is its own thing i think but like there's always a fun vibe in the room and if you see sebastian bach you're gonna have a fun night i agree and that's what it boils down to like there's a lot of bands that i love but it's not that fun vibe and I loved it. He actually ended the show with a cover of uh, ACDC, okay. TNT, I believe. Um, I was walking out as before that happened because it seemed like the set was over. And he, the previous nights, he was ending the set with, um, I don't remember. It might have been I Remember You, one of those Skid Row songs. Um, but anyway, the, because it was such a great crowd for him, completely sold out. Uh, you know, at Poughkeepsie. The, uh, the uh, Poughkeepsie, because I used to, I used to do right the chance. I used to do radio up at WPDH in Poughkeepsie, and they have a really good, strong 
uh, rock culture there. They yeah. really appreciate it. So, so I guess because of how big the crowd was, they played an extra song. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it just made me think, man, these guys got to reunite. Because if he could sell out the Chance in Poughkeepsie, pretty big, smaller venue. Yeah. You know, they I don't think they would necessarily sell out the Chance. But, like, if they came together, they could start playing some big venues together. Sure. Selling out. So that was awesome. And then the second thing I want to mention of this, you know, before we wrap up here, uh, completely outside the realm of rock and roll, but I saw Cameron from Diplomats play uh, Amityville Music Hall, and here's the thing that's crazy for me. Like, Cameron is a multi-platinum selling artist who has played football stadiums, like with Dipset, and he played a tiny capacity room in Amityville Music Hall, and he kind of pulled an axle of uh, waiting until 12.15 to get on stage, 12.15 a.m. Crowd was getting very antsy. It was like shoulder to shoulder, and um, it was awesome, man. It was like a completely memorable concert, and I almost feel like Cameron, if you're a rap fan, is like an Axl Rose of hip-hop in that he says whatever the fuck he wants okay. he, he he gets into controversy all the time he's got that swagger about him and it was awesome so two amazing shows recently and i just wanted to throw that out there no it's cool because we always like to talk about out and about when we're, we're doing i haven't gone to a show in a while yeah and um, i'm kind of uh itching to, to get because I want to see what's coming to the Paramount soon and see what uh, what's going on. So I am jealous, especially of Sebastian Bach, and especially since I could have met him since you could have gone, man. I, I think I was working. What night, what night of the week was that? I don't remember. I think I texted you and you couldn't do it. It's Saturday. It was Saturday. I think that's when I was working with uh, Chris Broussard, who used to be on ESPN. Now he's in Fox Sports. He, he actually, I just worked with him last night. He came in to do um, uh, his radio show. So I'm like, I'm all over the place. I guess did uh, today also helping uh, this week a radio show that came in from Phoenix because they were in town to, to do some New York-y things. Uh, and... It's so funny listening to radio in other markets. I've never heard a commercial for uh, like Scorpion away, Scorpion poison, because I guess they have a Scorpion problem in, in in Phoenix, in Arizona. So that's that's hilarious. I mean, that's what kind of what I've been up to, just working on so many different radio shows. And nice. It was just so cool that uh, Sebastian Bach was here in Q104. He's uh, promoting that book heavily. Yeah, no, as he should, and I think he's getting a good job, uh, doing a good job of it, and. Uh, the way, and if we, we we retweeted, and it's also on our Facebook, the Facebook Live, where he talks about, you know, why is this different than any other rock autobiography? He's like, it's not just sensationalism. You know, I want this, even if you're not a Skid Row fan, to enjoy the stories that I'm going to tell you. So I appreciate that. And he also did say, like, who would you want to open up for? And he, he did mention Guns N' Roses, like I could do that again. So there was actual plenty of uh, Guns N' Roses and Axel talk, other than the clip we played you before mm -hmm. uh, about Axel's potential autobiography. Um, in the future, because as we're, you know, as, I don't know if there's anything else you want to get out there, uh, we we did we made a, a point to just have you and I, yeah, because we, we haven't done it. In a we while. had to rekindle our, our our love for each other. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's a lot of strong like with the political stuff and i wanted to, we wanted to kind of have a good not a, a flowing conversation no it's cool man I, I you know i like doing spotlight interviews but i also like talking to you but we'll uh yeah we'll be back probably in two weeks with a awesome guest I'm yeah sure. uh, there's well, a lot of people we've been trying to get on so. on the dock and i want to make sure um because if anything follow follow Dockin. at Docking. <laughs> follow what do i did i quote something that i no heard? when you said on the docking oh on sounded, the docket 
Oh, I thought on the docking. And I was going to be like, that's our joke, is that docking gets mentioned every show. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, follow on the docket uh, at GNR Truth. Uh, Walker, uh, he's reached out to us and he has a lot of insight on the Chinese democracy era. So we want to talk to him at some point. Carla from Butcher Babies apparently wants to come yes, on. Yes, uh, lead singer, I believe, right? There's two singers, yeah. Okay, that shows my ignorance. And they're both. I know, of, I know them. I guess have And speaking of sexy front ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we want. I, I, I do want to reach out to uh, to Dave Kushner, the guitarist from uh, Velvet Revolver, of course, because he's retweeted a couple of our stuff. He, I'd like to get Raven from SiriusXM Volume in studio. She yeah, said no, she'd she, come in and she could do in studio. She's very she's cool. awesome. And her big thing is she's like not into this until Izzy is a part of it. So I'd like to get her take. <laughs> okay, on that. and she's yeah, she's very animated. She's very cool. SiriusXM Radio. Um, and there's a lot of people that we're still going to reach out to, and, and we've been very. Lucky and privileged that people like Charlie Benanti have wanted to come on and, and Vicki Hamilton. So if you missed those episodes, they're good ones. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else uh, we can we can add to it. We're going to have another new episode, more Guns N' Roses talk, center of our universe. Because no matter what, you, you, you're a Trump person, you believe in a flying spaghetti monster, whatever your belief is, Guns N' Roses is law. Guns N' Roses is religion. Oh, I wanna, absolutely, I want to. It's, it's finding that common thread where we're all different in a certain way, but we all breathe the same air. We all, Guns N' Roses is is what and, ties us uh, us together And as you friends. know what, with like it, the the winter weather and it getting cold outside, I'm, I'm very much like a mood music person mm-hmm. for music that fits the scenery. And Guns N' Roses, to me, they have songs like, they have songs on Appetite that are summer songs. They have songs in the on the Illusion albums that are winter songs for they everything. It's just like they, they. That's why they're such a timeless band. And I'm really curious to see because points, uh, signs are pointing that they will make a new record. It's never been dismissed. That they, I think it was Richard Fortas in the interview he did with, um, I think it was a station in St. Louis. Uh, reason I know that offhand because I'm jealous because we've I've tried reaching out. Um, but it's fine. It's maybe it's whatever. I'm not I'm not bitter or anything. Uh, that he <laughs> said like, oh, they're always writing, testing ideas, things like that. So it's never been dismissed. So unless did you have uh, anything else to add, my dear Ian? Uh, you know what? I was in my head. I was thinking of the one thing we didn't really discuss. Maybe we'll save it for another episode. What's that? We've gone a whole hour here. Um, but you know, the whole DJ Ashba saying I was invited to be a part of the reunion thing. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll do that, that another no, time. No, no, no. We, we, we can have a little brief okay. little discussion on that. I understand that, you know, of getting a soundbite, of getting a quote, and it's not like he's going around saying, interview me, interview me. He's out there. Yeah, 6 a.m. is doing a lot of press. Right. I just can't. Saw him because he said that Axel came to him and, like, invited him to this reunion. And I'm just like, either he's so delusional that this was not part of it saying, like, Axel was inviting him to come hang out. You're, you're still part of this family. But he... I guess appropriately so. He's like, I'm focusing on 6 a.m. I don't want to take away, of course. But I can't imagine that Axl Rose would do what he's been doing with the guest spots from Adler. Hey, you know what, uh, Slash, sit out a spot. You know, let's have uh, DJ Ashba come well, in. I'm wondering if— I can't if, imagine that. I'm wondering if what he's insinuating is maybe like he'd be in the Richard Fortas spot. But what, but what would that— serve unless he came out as another guitarist that wanted to play or, something. but i mean 
I think that there's more loyalty to Fortis. That's why this is kind of strange to me. But, I mean, what if the lineup was the two guitarists were Slash and Ashba? Kind of strange. But, but it would be strange, and I would see no purpose of it other than it would be Fortis, Ashba, and Slash. I'm uh, saying no Fortis. I'm I, saying, I know you okay. are. I yeah, know what yeah. you're saying. But I'm saying that's to me, that's stupid. I just don't understand what's the allure of that. What's 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 the point of that? Other unless you know Axel and Ashba have this some sort of connection and like I want you in my life kind of thing. I I don't know. It's, it's Axel's just a, definitely more of a showman. You know, like I feel like when he was up on stage, he's very into getting the crowd participation yes, and all that he, stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I'd rather see Fortis up there. I think most Fortis people has would. been part of the band for a long time. Yeah, Ashbro hasn't written, as far as we know, unless it shows up in the next record. Uh, he hasn't written anything no. for them. So what's the point? I was a fan of him coming on board with Guns N' Roses at the time, obviously pre-reunion. But it's just weird. It's just like weird. Like why? Like he's just stirring the pot. Like really? He was asked about it. Though, I guess. So. I guess. And I want to give them benefit of the doubt because he seems like a cool guy, even though he kind of looks like and uh, you got to topic became a person. Keep this in mind too. These are radio interviews, and it's the world of clickbait. Right. So if someone took t- ten seconds of this entire, you know, seventy-minute podcast, however long this goes, they could make you look like some type of asshole you know that's yeah that's, and i'm doing a pretty good do. job by myself <laughs> but they they really you know it's not hard to find one clip take it out of context and this is the headline so i'm sure if he had more time to explain himself and also it's not like it was a written statement it's like a spur of the moment thing he's asked a question this was yeah, his response and so i guess i want to give him the benefit of the doubt I, I love all the gunners and it's just i guess it's interesting that axel gave him that you know assuming and i don't know why he would make that up he doesn't seem that kind of the, the, the delusional kind of person that Axel would offer that to him, and that's just really fascinating. You know, is this going to become, you know, like a Menudo, where there's like, you know, do you have all these, I, I don't know. It's just a, It would be strange, though, as you're saying, if they're like, slash, sit down these songs, like, we're bringing out DJ Ashba. DJ Ashba, I mean, it's just, it's it's just weird, really, really weird. Um, but we'll see, you know, if they brought out Buckethead and they did- uh, there I would was, love to see And that. they did There Was a Time, he did that solo. That would make sense. Yeah. But- we shall see. We shall see, my dear Ian. So, unless you have anything else to, to, to say, no, uh, I think that's. I think that's it, man. Not even I'm, savage. I'm about to uh, head back home and watch. You ready for it? What Mariah's World on E? You're an embarrassment. Like why? <laughs> I I I like like cheesy reality TV. I, and you know, Mariah Carey is both very oh. hot and very talented, and I like that combination. I don't think she looks good anymore. Oh, I mean, dude, she looks great. She's out of my league, but so I will say that, but I guess, eh, I don't know. Not a fan of the ridiculously huge fake boobs? No, not at all. I'm not a big boob guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. She seems kind of cray-cray. She is kind of cray-cray. Uh, That's why what, it's an entertaining show. Watch Mariah's World. And I'm going to watch... <laughs> The Walking Dead for the mid-season finale. I'm not going to be as cool as, uh, what's his face, uh, Charlie Benanti, who watched the season premiere on the Slayer bus. Yeah. I have, I have the taste in TV of like a gay man, so <laughs> I do. <laughs> At least, <laughs> hey, to each their own, man. That, that's, that's so funny. I'm going to take that clip and use that from now on for future episodes. Yeah, do it. Clickbait. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. Well, we appreciate you listening to Appetite for Distortion, episode 12. We appreciate the patience you guys have had. Uh, download us on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to us anywhere in the world. We are in the iHeartRadio studios in New York City right now. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. That's how we can climb the charts. 
and hopefully we can get some big name guests like Bobby Blotzer on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see. And until next time, we, we're hoping it's going to be two weeks. Um, I guess we'll leave it as how Axel Rose once said about Chinese democracy. I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. You've been listening to the distorted minds of Brando and Scotto, dissecting all things Guns N' Roses on Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at The AFD Show and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The AFD Show. security, I'm going home.